Welcome along to our first session here on Full Time. I want to send a big kia going out to our sponsors, of course, Race Crack Motors down there on Grey Street. Also, want to send a big shout out going out to Rico Gear, who got married yesterday. Big congratulations going out to Rico and his, and of course his wife. Beck, I believe it is. So big, uh, big uh, kia going out to them. Anyway, joining us on full time, of course, we have with us Ra Walker. Kia ora, bro. Yeah, good morning, Easy. Good morning, boys. And uh, another fantastic uh, weekend ahead in G-Town. It's blue skies, the sun's are above, but I think we're going to be, be in for a hot one. And uh, yeah, congratulations to the Kazi Rico. Um, you know, I hope uh, they have a fantastic honeymoon. Indeed, indeed. Also joining us up there from Pairoa, hopefully it's nice and sunny up there as it is in Gisborne. We have with us Reno Wilkinson. Morena, bro. Yeah, morena, bros. Uh, no, it's pouring down in rain, bro. We've got thunder, lightning, and God, it's a horrible day. Poor thing. What a pool. Poor thing. Nah, 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 nah. Already talking kaka this morning. Nah, it's blue skies, mate. Plenty of sunshine. Nice, nice. Also joining us uh, there from across the ditch as it is, somewhere there over in Australia, we have our man Jason Tafifirangi, otherwise known as JT. Get a break. Yeah, kia ora boys. Uh, lovely day here in the Goldie. 21 degrees, it's just after 5.30 and uh, we're heading for a stinker. Yes, congratulations to Reno. I'm going to correct you, Keith, because that's what I do. He got married on Thursday. Oh, right. The Cuzzy bro, bro, Bailey Mackey, was one of his groomsmen. I did see some footage on... Um, Instagram looked like a, a very good day, and Wally Lewis was there, the king, and uh, Ricky Gear, the the drag king, his father. <laughs> good man, Ricky Gear used to referee rugby league at home there, and used to wear the tight shorts and the tight headband, and she's a good blow that whistle, I tell you. How are you, boys? Indeed. Beautiful. They, they were certainly in a beautiful setting, it seemed. Um, that is for sure, eh, JT? Uh, I'm not exactly sure where it was, but, uh, you know, they were looking out upon the sea, um Look beautiful for sure, eh? Yeah, just over the border in Byron Bay is uh, probably about uh, half an hour to an hour from the Gold Coast Airport. So just in northern New South Wales, uh, the most eastern part of mainland Australia, Byron Bay Lighthouse. Yeah, no, lovely part of the world. And uh, yeah, once again, congratulations to Rico and, and Beck and Ricky and, uh, and Annie Gear. Good people. Mm, indeed, indeed. Uh, and, and they certainly would have uh, loved seeing their boy getting married. And a big congratulations goes out to them both from, uh, I guess, all of us. Uh, so, yeah, let's get into uh, some sport now. Of course, last weekend there, JT, um, I, I, I guess you could say it was a bit of redemption over there in England with the Kiwis absolutely giving it to uh, the English over there. Uh, is that how you see things there, JT? Well, we, we talked about last week. You know, I, I liken the Kiwi being a Kiwi supporter is like being on a roller coaster. So if we go back twelve months to the last World Cup, we were at the absolute depths of despair with the results. We didn't even make the semi-finals. Uh, a glimmer of hope with Madge Maguire appointed as coach. We go across to Denver and lose to England. That's okay. Then we come home and beat Australia. And you know, once again, you know, Kiwi hearts are smiling, all that sort of stuff. Mm. And we're looking good, to, looking forward to a good, you know, good hit out, a good series, and some good performances against the Poms. We lose the first two tests, not by much, but still, we you know the roller coaster starting to dip. And then we're on their way up again. Last week was it thirty six nil, and uh, so that's the life of a Kiwi rugby league supporter, mate. <laughs> you sort of shared the same sentiments uh, with that um, there, didn't you, Reno? 
Yeah, yeah, totally agree, hundred percent with JT what he said there as well. It's uh, it is a roller coaster ride, you know, and good win for the boys. They're all home, some of them, uh, some of them like Jared Whitey of Hargraves and uh, Young Manu are all over there in uh, San Francisco, or America actually, out at the beach, riding around in their push bikes and build up for uh, NRL season, obviously. But, but you know, great result, good result there, and yeah, I, I just look forward to uh, more test matches next year. Yeah. Uh, you you must share the same sort of sentiments as well there, Al Walker? Yeah, well, also, I think JT and uh, Reem touched on it. I mean, you know, it's, it's a roller coaster right if you are a, a Kiwi black and white fan. But, hey, I mean, you know, a lot of those fans, a lot of those Leagy fans would have had enough practice supporting the Warriors. Oh, yes. Trust me, you know how they go from uh, <laughs> one win to about Very 10 true. losses and back to another three wins. I mean, such inconsistency, but... Um, yeah, and in terms of the Kiwis, look, I, I think um, they've got a good young team there to build on for next season, and uh, it is going to be a uh, watch the space. And I hear the Warriors uh, have got the contract door open to Mr. Mr. Sean Johnson and uh, the the million dollar man, and uh, I think he may have really had uh, the odd offer from uh, overseas clubs as well. So uh, yeah, Sean, I, I hope he stays in the country, but uh, as you know, you know, um, you got to go where uh, you get the best offer. And uh, I suppose as long as he continues to play a couple more games next season for the Kiwis uh, with, with that young, with those young players coming through, I think uh, can only be a good thing. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, true that. Um, but uh, Reno, <laughs> you suspect he's going to be leaving the Warriors? Well, we know he's not going to the Raiders, so okay. uh, that's definitely um, given at the moment. Uh, who knows, eh? I suppose that's a million-dollar question. Uh, I was talking to Sir Peter Leach yesterday, and he doesn't really know himself. So uh, Sean's back at this stage doing the beach thing among our five heads, brand new house there, catching his lovely fiance, and just focusing on spending some time with her and family. Um, no one really knows at the moment um, what's going to happen there. It does really sound like the Warriors are going to release him. Uh, right. He's just got to find a club where he's going to go to and, I know she's got interest from over in Australia as well for uh, resurgence in netball. So hopefully it'll work out both uh, well for both of them. And, well, you know, they're just invested into a whole new house and everything. So, oh, well, it's up in the air. We'll just have to see what happens, eh? What, what do you reckon about uh, Johnson there, um, JT? Oh, I think he needs to go, boys. He's, at this stage of his career, it's definitely potential unfulfilled, I think. Mm. And maybe a breath of fresh air in a new club might uh, reinvigorate his passion, his desire for the game. Because I remember when he first came onto the scene, you know, he was touted as the next big next big thing. And he had some big shoes to fill, to be fair, which was, you know, Stacey yes. Jones is probably the best halfback we've ever produced. And unfortunately, Sean, in my opinion, hasn't quite lived up to the expectation. Mm. Mm. He's kind of right there, isn't he, Reno? Oh, totally, totally. Uh, you know, I remember going up to the game and they were at least the uh, best Warriors team, the uh, top 13 team, and there was uh, a struggle there for who would fill in the number seven. Well, the obvious choice was uh, the little general. Uh, so they moved uh, Sean Johnson out to number six, uh, six to be the uh, ranked number best six in the game, which basically he plays seven. But, yeah, this young kid, you know, used to play in the headgear in the uh, youth grade and uh, come on through and a lot of expectations. I'm like JT. I'd love to see him go to another Aussie club. I reckon uh, that's where we may see him uh, break through with some of that potential that we expected out of him. He really hasn't been the same kid since he uh, broke his leg. Mm. Uh, mm. Unfortunately, since then, you know, that's kind of uh, made a bit of a mark. He's had his ups and downs, but it's like I say, you know, like JT said at the start, it's a life of a leaguey and 
hey, you have your ups and downs. Um, you know, just one of those things. Uh, bring on next year. I'm excited. I see the boys are training. 25 years, gone back to the old uh, Debbie Bitter colours as well. So, you know, roll out the merchandise, no doubt. Ra will buy another jersey or top. I'll buy another jersey or top. <laughs> go to a few of the home games. Um, I was actually tempted to go to Whangarei, watch them play against the West Tigers in the preseason. But, yeah, no, it's exciting times, you know, and see what happens. That's just uh, yeah, another year. And I'll be watching on Facebook, I think it's next weekend, um, at Gosford, JT might know, uh, the Legends of League game. I think oh, yeah. it's going to be streamed live on Facebook. Oh, true. Oh, wow. Is, is that correct there, uh, JT? Yeah, so there's like Manly. Uh, I think the Bulldogs are going to team. Maybe the Broncos. There's also a, um, what do they call it, like a, a mixture team. I can't remember the actual terminology they use. So, yeah, for, a few former players getting together and running around, raising some money for charity. Be a good weekend. Be a great weekend, actually. Okay, excellent. Yeah, Wendell Saylor, all those guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's Eva right. Menzies, there's a whole heap of them. So, yeah, mate, it's, it's been cracker weekend. Yeah, it certainly sounds like it will be. Anyway, um, uh, JT, uh, with, the, with the league, with the New Zealanders, uh, of course, I guess having a bit of a, a break to the NRL starts, um, what can we look forward uh, to uh, with the future with the New Zealand team? Well, the World Cup in 2021, Keith, in the north of England, uh, three three years from now and just want to touch on at the moment in Florida in Jacksonville Florida there's a four team competition to fill one of those last remaining spots in that tournament so it's between the uh, American Tomahawks the Jamaican get this for a name Reggae yes. Warriors mm. uh, <laughs> Chile and Canada so in round one Jamaica beat Canada and America beat Chile so it's round two uh, tomorrow our time and Jamaica will play America. Basically, the winner of that game will go through to the tournament. So I've got a couple of friends. We visited Jamaica a few years back. And Romeo Monteith is the coach of the Jamaican national side. I spent a bit of time with him over there. Not doing much, just talking, talking, talking dribble as usual. Right. But it's good to see the game develop. I remember remarking at the time that the Jamaicans reminded me a lot of the Fijians. Very athletic, very physical, but just needed a bit of guidance. So here we are some five years later. And they're on the cusp of making the next World Cup, which I think is a marvellous effort. Great to see that uh, the game of league uh, is kind of growing there, isn't it? Yeah, they a lot of these guys used to play rugby union, but they had a right. few dramas with the um, with the union imposing too many different sanctions on them and running too much money, and it basically took it back to how rugby league was started. So these guys had to pay for the, pay for their own way, and they couldn't you know take money off the off the association to represent their country or do different things. So they were struggling. So some guy from the north of England who was holidaying there at the time said, look, why don't you come and play rugby league? It's a professional sport. You can, you know, there's no amateur mm. restrictions and mm. such. And so a lot of the, basically that's how rugby league started in Jamaica. Right, right. Now, this is, a, I guess, a, a talking point that um, I think you've alluded to over the years, Zara, is the fact that, um, you know, uh, it needs to get out and about a lot more, um, the game rugby league, eh? Yeah, well, uh, yeah, rugby's already got uh, a bit of a, uh, a foot in the door in that regard. But no, you're right, Casey. I think in terms of the global expansion of the game, you've got to get it away from you know, the, the main home unions or the countries that have been playing it for years and actually get it into these um, these lesser-known countries because it's 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 it, it will benefit um, the, the, the code in the long run. You know, to spread the expansion. Of, of rugby league and um, yeah, I, I for one, you know, I, I get pretty excited when I hear the names like Jamaica mm. and Chile and and even the states. I mean, 
the tomahawks, you know, if it ever catches on over there, we know that uh, there's, a, there's a huge pool of talented athletes and, and not to mention uh, that they're not one for sort of funds and finance. But, uh, yeah, Jamaica, I reckon uh, that'll be a team to sort of keep an eye out for. It always reminds you of that, that uh, the African country in rugby, is that Nigeria? Um, who always do well at sevens and, uh, you know, they haven't adapted too well to the 15s game, but you can see the potential, the rawness in the way they play. You know, they've got big boys, quite athletic, quite fast and, and great ball skills. And, uh, you know, it's probably, it probably is an, an African thing because you have a look at, you know, Africans of the way they play sports in America. They're just so talented and gifted, um, that it, it ever translated to other codes. Um, well, I reckon, you know, watch out those teams that are really established. But, no, I think great for the global expansion of the game and uh, may it um, long continue. Uh, where do you think the game will expand more? I mean, are, are there any uh, other, other places on the horizon there, um, JT, do you think? I know a lot of the Eastern European countries like this, the Balkan states like Serbia and Croatia, who have a lot of Australian uh, residents that have returned home that have you know lived in Sydney or up here in Queensland, They've taken the game back there. So they have a, a Serbian Super League competition. It's played in Romania. Different, not as strong as the rugby of course, of course but, uh, you know, places like that, obviously, it needs to be strengthened and built on what we've got in the Pacific with uh, Tonga and Fiji and and uh, Samoans as well, Cook Islands. So that's that's the next big step, I think, and then to take it a bit further afield. But Ra touched on it, mate. If we could get into that American market, mm. then, you know, the world's your oyster. Yeah. That's oh, where the big bucks are. That's right. Absolutely. I agree with you. Now, also, what was um, uh, what we discovered? I think it was yesterday, or maybe the day before, uh, the Women's World uh, Cup for rugby. The Women's uh, Rugby World Cup will be coming to uh, New Zealand, of course, uh, twenty twenty one. It's going to be played uh, right here in our back uh, backyard. Uh, uh, that's going to be pretty exciting, there, Arena. Yeah, yeah, a lot of work behind the scenes with Dr. Farah Palmer being done with this and uh, obviously being the big driving force that came down to either us or Australia will get the hosting rights and only the other morning, like you say, um, they made the announcement in the games that were played in Auckland and Whangarei. So uh, they are the uh, dominant areas. Uh, they will be hosting uh, some of the games for 2021. But this is huge. Mm. Uh, it just shows the rise of the game, of uh, the women's rugby game. You know, they've... Uh, been behind, you know, everything and just taking a backward step. And now all of a sudden over the last, well, 24 months, I would guess, it come through tenfold. And look at this, the icing on the cake, the hosting of the World Cup, eh? That's just great news. Still got a lot of work, uh, I, I, I suppose, ahead of them, though, haven't they? Well, you would guess so. But uh, I think the way it seems to be uh, jumping in leaps and bounds, uh, the popularity of the game so far with young girls who are keen to play, you look at the uh, new girls that are coming to the Blackfern squad, they're heading up to Dubai soon. Uh, with, of course, a couple of our main players, Naya Williams, out with uh, some surgery coming up. And Portia Williams uh, injured her mm, Achilles. Bad so injury, she's yeah. going to be going under the knife as well. So, yeah. Uh, so the depth is there and uh, the excitement behind it all looks good. And, yeah, you got to applaud uh, Dr. Farah Palmer, who's done so much for the game. Passionate mm. player, captain. There's a cup that named after her as well that they play for, and uh, she's on their board. You know, uh, a lady in amongst a group of old grey-headed men, and uh, doing her thing, and also for Māori rugby. Yeah. So uh, it's massive uh, acknowledgement to her and uh, to the driving point, and I think with her being there as well, it's just driven the girls' game going forward. Look, look, they've been champions and uh, sevens, uh, world 15s, yep. everything like that. So 
it is. It is massive for the country, and um, I hope everyone gets behind it and supports it. And it's a big event. So, yeah, I'll be one of those sitting there in the stadium watching it and, yeah, quite excited, actually. Great re- reward, isn't it, Ra, uh, for, for these women to finally, you know, be able to, uh, I suppose, um, put their wares on display in, in, our, in our country, eh? Oh, it is, Keithy, and uh, it, it'll be great for the female game uh, here in New Zealand and, and, and globally as well. Um, you know, good to see that they just picked out Australia for that World Cup, and I just hope a lot of Kiwis get behind and, and, and support the event because, uh, you know, I, if I'm being honest, uh, a few years back, uh, and it's probably thanks to full time, I never really was a big, you know, women's rugby mm. fan, but, you know, the more the boys talked about it, and the more I took time to actually watch watch the ladies play, I've got a bit more of a healthy respect for it, and and I have seen vast improvement in the game. In fact, it's getting to that level now where it's totally different than what it was five or even seven years ago. You know, there's there's more cohesion, there's more sort of style, and there's there's actually a, a better a go forward roll on of, of actual you know of, of that rugby skill that you see in in, in most male players. So. No, they're uh, you know they're, they're they're coming ahead in leaps and bounds, and and they're still continuing too. Where you know thanks to events like the World Cup being held in New Zealand, um, it, it can only grow the game. And uh, look, I I take the time nowadays to watch it because it's 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 really exciting rugby to view. One of the things that I've always you know, and, and this has been for quite some time now, um, that 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 I've really liked about the women's game is their physicality. What do you reckon, Reno? Oh, totally. You know, everyone watches that. Some of them will even say that the ladies' games are more physical than the men at some mm. t- sometimes. But um, I, I, no, it's just right. It's just it's just a joy to watch. Uh, we see, you know, I know they're playing, what, tomorrow morning. Our girls up against France uh, early in the morning. So, yeah, no, it's just good. Great for the country. And, mate, 2021, a big year, like uh, mm. JT said. It's a rugby league World Cup year. And also, uh, we host the uh, Women's Rugby World Cup here in our country. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be pretty, pretty cool. Pretty excited about that. And of course, uh, with our women playing France over there in their second match, boy, it was a tough one in that first uh, test uh, last weekend, eh, hey, uh, Reno? Yeah, totally. No one would have picked a nil or you know mm, half time, but uh, yeah. the French come to play, mate. And I reckon they'll turn up again uh, tomorrow morning as well. So they've got nothing to lose. Uh, every team wants a knockover. A New Zealand team being number one world ranked and good on them. They bring the game to the game. It just shows that uh, our all-black team or our black fern team have to just expand and change a few things up uh, to get their dominance again. But it should be a good game tomorrow morning. I I look forward to it. Yeah, me too. Uh, That's got to be a game you're going to be looking forward to as well. I think 8 a.m. is when it kicks off. um, Is it tomorrow there, uh, Reno? Uh, yeah, 2.45 uh, early tomorrow morning, 8 a.m. is the, I think, uh, Māori All Blacks, unfortunately, oh, right. oh, yes. with the uh, All yes. Blacks. So, yes, that's yeah, right. Those two games are at 8 a.m. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, a bit of a rugby feast to be a few tired eyes, I would guess, by uh, Saturday, uh, Sunday lunchtime. Mm. But, hey, you know, if you're a real staunch rugby fan, you'll be out watching it, no doubt. Yeah. And let's face it, there's plenty of them around. <laughs> there sure is. There sure <laughs> I, I just want to quickly go back to what JT talked about with the uh, Jamaican League team. You know, mate, that's a movie in the making. If they okay. come through and win it, it reminds me of Cool Runnings. Yes, exactly. Yes. With the Jamaican Rugby League team. Yes. Yeah. yeah, you know, unfortunately, John Candy's not alive to uh, be part of that, but uh, 
Yeah, someone might pick it up and make it into a movie, especially if they win. Probably American. Hey, probably an American, obviously. They're, they're usually the ones with all the money. That would be pretty cool, though. Hey, what do you reckon, Ra? Oh, yeah, in fact, uh, you know, while the boys were just talking about it, I was trying to think of uh, which Uncle Bob's, uh, which one of Uncle Bob's song would be like a, a good theme song for the movie or the event. And uh, look, I'll tell you, too bad he's saying, uh, he's saying Bolt uh, wasn't uh, playing soccer. I reckon uh, he'd probably make a good leaguey player as well out on the wings or somewhere where he could use his pace and his height. But, uh, yeah, no, that's a good thing. And, and I I hope um, I hope countries like Jamaica, they... They really run with the game and then they adapt to it because well, I'll tell you, it, it inspires uh, other up and coming countries. And, uh, you know, once again, it all comes down to the growth of the code. And, uh, you know, that's all you need. Minnow countries like that. Um, and as the boys have said, like the Cool Runnings movie, you know, out of nowhere, uh, a nation that's not expected to do well. You get a country like that that comes from nowhere and sort of does extremely well. Well, then that's enough to sort of promote the sport. And, uh, yeah, look, I'll tell you, um, if nothing else, I'd like to watch them because they're, they're, they're sort of talented athletes and, you know, to see how they throw the ball around and how they play this style of league would be interesting. Hmm, hmm, true. True, what do you reckon? I, I just hope they, don't, I hope they don't knock the ball on with their polo stick boys. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what do you reckon, JT? What, what, what? <laughs> that joke is your wife named Wendy as well. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no, man, welcome to Jamaica. Have a nice day. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you reckon? What sort of style do you reckon will suit the um, uh, Jamaican team if if they get going, uh, yeah, JT? Oh, definitely a firm track, hard hard and fast. Uh, they like to throw the ball around. I, I saw probably four or five club games while we were there, mm-hmm. and it, like I said, it reminded me a lot of the Fijians. Um, very athletic, very hard, very physical, just need a little bit of direction here and there, and, and some good coaching. It looks like they've uh, improved, because I watched the game on stream, uh, streaming the game against Canada the other day. They, were just, they just blew the Canadians off the paddock, which was good. Nice. So yeah, no, nothing, no, no sort of no, no, no athleticism is um, is missing. They've definitely right. got the package there. Yeah. Sorry to use the, sorry to use the pun package, but uh... <laughs> fair enough. Anyway, hey guys, we're going to go to a break. We'll be back with more full time right after this. You're listening to a podcast produced by Turangi FM, number one iwi radio station in Aotearoa. We play each full-time session on Turangi FM, Saturday mornings at 10am. You can listen in live on our Turangi FM media page. Just click the main Turangi FM logo to tune in online. Or if you're in the Gisborne area, we're on the radio frequencies 91.7, 95.7 and 98.1 Also check out the full-time Facebook page where you can listen to the podcast again Make comments and click links that will lead you to other ways to listen to the podcast such as Spreaker, iTunes, SoundCloud, Twitter, YouTube, Podchaser and Tumblr Right, let's get back to the fools on full-time Welcome along to our second session here on Full Time. Uh, I'd like to send another shout out, of course, going out to our sponsors, Racecrack Motors, 
down there on Grey Street. I also want to say a big, uh, big, uh, um, a big shout out. Send a big, big shout out to my brand new niece. I think she's like hmm, four or five days old. Chimera Kali Manu Niwa, who was born on Monday, Monday or Tuesday. So a big uh, kia ora going out to my brother who who um, you know added some more babies to our whanau. So a big kia ora going out to um, to my brother Adam and also to his lovely wife uh, Shin and as well. So uh, big kia ora going out to them. Now we've got the All Blacks, man. We've got the All Blacks coming up uh, as well as the uh, Maldives Reno. <sighs> man, th- those are going to be a couple of really good games, eh? Yeah, both games will be good. Um, the All Blacks, first and foremost, uh, world number one versus two. We'll see what happens here. Um, I think I said on Wednesday that um, on half time that I think the All Blacks should be uh, too good. I would yeah. guess in this game, uh, centre pairing of Jack Goodhue and Ryan Crotty. Uh, I see uh, what's his name um, um, playing for Ireland now. He used to play at least be over here, Bunty. Yes. Yes. Starting in the centres there, and I know they've got a few players out the island team as well. Uh, Six Nations champions um, up against the international rugby champions, World Cup champions. It's got everything on the cards. Uh, it should be a big game, be a physical game, and hey, the Irish will be proud, no doubt. They'll pull out the good old Tanau Manga Brian O'Driscoll type of thing. But um, hey, a lot of passion, Irish passions, uh, Irish Ireland passion, uh, everything like that. So yeah, it'll be a big game. Yeah, what do you reckon, Ra? Yeah, I don't think Irish eyes will be smiling after that match there, Keithy. I think, uh, you know, one thing the All Blacks took away from that uh, Pommy game, that England game, is the fact that it was a tough encounter and, uh, you know, they had to claw their way back into it. And I think, you know, coming off a a real kind of uh, mega match like that, I think they're just going to be too strong for the Irish. The Irish are going to give it their raw they're going to put up a good game, but I think if the All Blacks get their get their go forward going, um, man, it could be it could be it could be a good score against the Irish. But uh, let's hope it doesn't happen like that because it makes for a one sided and boring game. But in saying that, let's hope the uh, Emerald Greens and also kind of uh, upset us, which I, I can't see that happening. But no, it's, it's going to be a great match, and it's it's been sort of profiled as uh, number one versus number two. But I think um, the ABs, yeah. Thanks to that England game, I think they're just going to be too uh, too strong on, on on the day. What do you? Well, 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 let's go back to the England game there. Uh, um, what were your thoughts on on um, on that one? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm glad we won it. Um, you know, as I suppose most Kiwis are, and uh, the palms in their place. But uh, you know, I think uh, a lot probably had to do with with the ref, especially when that last mm. try was disallowed. I mm. think if they'd had uh, a Four Nations ref or even uh, a Southern Hemisphere ref, I think that, that the Poms have been given that try. I, I really do. But uh, they, they had an Italian ref, so, you know, he sort of uh, made that, 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 that judgment call. And um, when they reviewed the game uh, after uh, that, that try afterwards, it did uh, tend to be, be the right decision and that, that's not being biased but uh, no, the ABs were lucky to come away with a win but uh, you know a lot of people say that that yeah that they just won it and they should be thankful but how they won it I mean they came back yes. from 15 nil down yeah. uh, in the cauldron that is uh, England Stadium in front of that uh, that swing low chariot crowd and, and up against a good England team so, you know, if anything else, I take my hat off to the ABs. That's a quality, uh, a classy team. I think um, 
they deserve a lot more credit. Um, England played really well, probably probably as well as they can do, and, and they still couldn't uh, beat the ABs, even though it was a one-point ball game. But uh, no, I think uh, the ABs, they're looking good as we head into next year's World Cup. And uh, as I say, Casey, I think uh, if they get the wood on uh, uh, the men in green, I think it could be uh, could be a good score. Uh, the English did play well, eh, Reno? Just not well enough. Hey, what do you reckon? Well, they had, yeah, that's right. They had, they had their game. They should have won their game. They should have taken their penalty opportunities when it was on offer. But you got to uh, talk, talk about the All Blacks and Rath touched on that to come back from 15-0 down, get up to halftime, 15-10, then get on through, keep the uh, POM scoreless and uh, get six points and win a bye. One point in the end is a great result for a champion team. But that England team, uh, their opportunities, missed opportunities. With a number one kicker in their team, they should have taken the three points. And I suppose they'll be um, well, regretting that. But that's the result. We win. We carry on. And the pressure is back on our team again to uh, face uh, Ireland and Dublin. And uh, that'll be a big game. Uh, but, hey, you know, um, that's rugby. Uh, when you take on some of these Six Nations teams, uh, you touched on the island referee as well. Well, we know Adnai, the Italian referee. Uh, we do play Italy what, next weekend. So Irish will be a big game. Um, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I'll look forward to it. Let's hope we can uh, get through and win. And, you know, it doesn't matter if we lose these games. It's next year. That's where the big focus is, Japan 2019. Mm. Uh, we'll, we won't talk about this England game again once we get through to the World Cup. So we'll see what happens, eh? Yeah, True. True enough. I think for me, the, uh, the for me, it's uh, Aaron Smith uh, will break uh, Justin Marshall, the best commentator of the game we've ever had. <laughs> uh, his record, uh, I think it's going to be 83. Aaron Smith runs out for you. Think this young kid played down the field in State of Manama two, and Dave Rennie uh, kept him down there for five thousand dollar contract. He thought, yeah, it was the best thing ever. Mm. And then we know the history behind that as well. Moving through to the Highlanders, missed out for three years. So to uh, play his 83rd game of halfback and break that New Zealand record is an achievement to Aaron Smith. I know his partners over there as well. She flew into Dublin. Uh, also, the uh, locking pair, Retallick and Whitelock, that's a record uh, yeah. for those two. Uh, wait and see whether or not Sam Whitelock will uh, follow Brody and uh, bring back the uh, mullet. We'll have to wait and see there. But a couple of key matchups and uh, looking forward to the uh, two first fives going head-to-head as well. So, yeah, some big games. A big couple of big games and the Māori All Blacks as well. Yeah, that should be another uh, a good game there, eh, Rao? What do you reckon up against Chile? Yeah, well, uh, Chile apparently um, played Brazil, the team that the uh, Māori Obex played uh, last weekend, and uh, Brazil pipped them, Brazil beat them. So um, one would assume that, um, and especially after the Māori's, uh, that was quite a quite a quite a close game for them against uh, you know the Muno team, Muno country, Brazil. Um, should should steamroll Chile, and, and I reckon they will. Uh, um, but, you know, it's good for the growth of the game. And uh, um, actually, at Chile, to be honest, they've actually got quite a long history of rugby. I mean, there was that uh, infamous incident and it was made into a movie where the rugby students were flying over to Argentina mm. and their plane crashed up in the Andes. And, yeah. uh, you know, they, they, they sort of ended up resorting to cannibalism to survive in the mountains. And uh, that was a rugby team that was back in the 1970s, I think. And, you know, there were books written on it. But uh, the Chileans have been playing rugby for quite quite a while. Um, whether or not they can transfer through that form onto the field as, as anybody's guess. But look, I'll tell you, another talking point in world rugby is, is uh, the German side. Apparently, uh, they've got one or two games to qualify for next year's World Cup and, and the talk around uh, Berlin or, or around that part of the world is that 
love to play uh, the Ulbecks. You know how the Ulbecks uh, yes. are in Europe at the moment. And uh, look, I'll tell you, you know, I always tend to talk about uh, the global game and countries who, if rugby was their their sport of choice or somewhere near the top, then they'd make a big difference and impact. Um, and 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 the sport, uh, I reckon Germany's another one. I always touch on USA. Um, but but Germany, uh, you know, we've seen them in soccer, one of the best countries in the world. Um, and you know, Germans are so analytical, and the way they do things is uh, they break it down, and uh, until they 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 find some kind of winning formula. Um, you know, I'd like to see them sort of uh, promoted in, in in world rugby. I think they'll uh, they'll adapt to the game really well, and uh, you know, if they get more players into it, um, another country to watch the space on. You know, um, I was talking to one of um, JT's mates, I think, uh, earlier this morning, um, Des, Des Reedy. Now, one of the things he was saying was that, uh, no, no disrespect to countries like Brazil, no disrespect to countries like Chile, but, you know, the, the, the Māori, um, New Zealand Māori team should be playing at least at least second tier teams, if not first tier teams. What do you reckon, Reno? Totally agree. I totally agree. I thought this whole tour itself has kind of been reflective of that. And you're right on the cards where the All Black team will play your top tier teams in the uh, Māori All Blacks. Unfortunately, uh, look at like playing like you say Brazil and uh, Chile. It's a shame, I suppose, uh, in that regards. And he's pretty well nailed on the head. We would all love to see the Māori team uh, play against some of these uh, top-tier teams. You know, I suppose you've got to ask yourself whether or not the top-tier teams will um, have a full-strength team to play on Māori teams. So, I don't know. You're right, Keithy. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. But, hey, I suppose we should be just excited. At least we can't be happy all the time. We've got some games. Yes, exactly. Uh, for our three At least they're getting some games. The Black That's Burns, true. Māori All Blacks and the All Blacks. So, it's not that often you get the three no. teams uh, out on a tour and you get to watch a whole lot of rugby on telly or for us in the home. But I suppose you can't stick your nose up to uh, any teams uh, who want to uh, step out and give you a bit of a run. It's like Ras. You look, Germany, you put the hand out and they want to take on the AB. So if that's the way it's going to head to, I suppose, you just got to be appreciative uh, because when you make a Māori time, I'm guessing, uh, you know, you're representing your iwi, hapu, mm. whānau, everything like that, and you do yourself proud. Don't, doesn't doesn't really matter who you would play, I would guess so. It's uh, all about the manna and being proud to be out there and playing. What do you reckon there, Ra? Oh, yeah, I've always, like Reno, I've always sort of uh, been of that frame of mind that uh, the Māori team should be playing a lot of these um, second and third tier countries. It's good for the growth of the game. Um, it's a good way to spread our culture around the world as well. And um, good experience for, you know, not just them, but also our players to sort of mix and mingle with um, the minnows of, uh, of the game. And, uh, you know, I reckon uh, that'd, that'd be a fantastic ambassadorial or promotional team um, to sort of do that, you know, they're at that level of rugby that a lot of these um, up-and-coming countries need to play against before they actually hit the, the big guns like the like the ABs or the Springboks, you know, just to sort of see where, where their game is at. And, uh, yeah, it should have been done ages ago, um, but uh, yeah, you know, hopefully they they do sort of um, learn something from the, this this tour of South America in terms of getting a uh, tier one nation to send you know their their B or C team uh, to, to to those countries to help uplift the game and and promote it there. Mm, true enough. Now, um, 
What's been interesting, uh, we've heard, eh, Reno, was that um, uh, Tanu Umang has taken a bit of a uh, demotion, I suppose, in, in mm. the setup with the Blues. Um, how do you think that's going to work, man? Yeah, I suppose um, there'd be certain reasons and personal reasons why he's took this upon himself to uh, take a backward step. Leon McDonald's come forward as well. I just wonder whether or not uh, he's, his pride's been dented a little after what Alama Yurumi has done with the yeah. uh, Auckland team, you know, in the uh, winning the Amida Ten Championship, mm. uh, one of these the opening there, they may be looking at him to come on through eventually, you know, in the future to take over. But it sounds like Leon's got the job for the next few years. A couple of other players are coming behind. I know that Artana's going to stay there and help with the um, uh, backs as such. So he'll have a bit of a role there. But I suppose you know, might be coming to the end of his tether, right? And his coaching and everything like that, and that's just part of life. It's a roller coaster, like uh, JT said earlier on in the show. Everything's a roller coaster, whether you're a player, a coach, or just part of the structure. Ups and downs. You look at Queensland Rugby League, they dropped uh, Trevor Gilmeister. It's a big chop, mm. and uh, that would have shocked a few of the Maroon fans because he's been a legend for the uh, Mighty Maroons, and he's gone from the new uptake. That's just part of it. Now, I would guess, say eh? it's just one of those things you. Either in or out, or you take the chop. It's a cutthroat industry. A bit of a chop there for um, for Tana. What do you reckon there, Ra? Oh yeah, but uh, you know those the the, the highs and lows of, uh, <clears throat> of 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 any sort of sport. Hey, you know you've got to take the good with the bad, and uh, and hopefully um, you know you, you do sort of you do sort of keep the fact that they have made the right decision and a lot of the choices that they do make. But, um, <clears throat> boys, can I just get back to... Uh, I'm not too sure is it, if it's New Zealand Rugby League or the New Zealand Rugby Union, but I think um, they were keen to get uh, an Oceania tournament going next year. I think it is Rugby League. Yeah, um, it is. It is, yeah. To help kind of, um, you know, boost the game. And, uh, you know, I, I think that's a good thing. I mean, we were just talking about the Māori ABs, how they're getting around a lot of these minnow countries. Um, good to see if it is league that they are sort of um, getting back into, you know, you know, playing or, or helping promote the game again uh, into a lot of our Pacific Island uh, neighbours' um, countries where a lot of their players actually coming in up playing NRL or playing for uh, a lot of our countries. So uh, no, can it can only be a good thing. And... Um, you know, once again, in terms of the league, it, it, uh, it can only benefit the, the, the sport here in the in the Oceania region. So, so do you mean when you when you're talking Oceania, do you mean Samoa, Tonga, um, Fiji, New Zealand, maybe Papua New Guinea, um, Australia too? So, what you're talking about? Yeah, I think so. They even had a. <clears throat> I think they were looking at some other countries just to try and help sort of uh, you know boost up the game. Um, but that's what it's all about, and that, that's what needs to happen. Um, you know, to keep to keep their code sort of interested in and 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 a lot of countries who who don't really know a lot about it. It's all it's all about you know the growth and and, and the spread of the game. Um, so many codes and sports out there to choose from, and a lot of them so similar in their nature. And as we know, the uh, the sort of oval ball game is uh, kind of many shapes and forms, and uh, you know, a good point of difference is to sort of try and get it into these countries even more and just sort of just expand it. Hopefully uh, you've kind of woken up there a bit. Uh, JT, have you heard about this? What was that, mate? I just heard all, all the union talking, <laughs> I sort of drifted off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I figured. Um, yeah, no, I had heard a little bit about it, and I think I touched on it earlier. We've got a 
that's obviously the next phase of developing the game is strengthening our our, our ties, our bonds in the Pacific. Notably from the last World Cup, Tonga's success and uh, you know the way they carried themselves and the way they performed on the field. So we could need to build on that. We've had a PNG team in the Queensland Cup, which is the next step down from NRL. They've been in the Queensland Cup now for three years. I think they actually right. won it uh, last year. There's talk of getting a Fiji team into the New South Wales Cup, which is the New South Wales version of uh, the, the second tier competition yeah. to NRL. That'll be another good thing. So that needs to be progressed. Uh, progress. <coughs> And, um, yeah, so there is, I think I did hear somewhere about talk of this tournament that Ra was talking about for next year. I think I don't know if it's a three-way or a four-team competition, but whatever it is, it needs to be played because at the moment, Rugby League International is on a bit of, got a bit of momentum going. So I think we need to build on that to, to strengthen that, the game, definitely. And they, in your opinion, do they seem to be going through the right kind of, you know, growing it the right kind of way? Uh, what do you reckon, JT? Uh, previous to this year, I'd say no, but to get that game against uh, Tonga, between Tonga and Australia, mm. uh, up and running within, you know, probably a month or maybe two months of talking about it, there was there was yes, then it was no, then it was yes, then it was no, and then, you know, it was finally decided that it was yes, and I think there was a good, uh, definitely a good um, uh, thing for the game and yeah. a good way to build on that momentum that Tonga brought to the World Cup last year. Right, excellent. Uh, what else has been happening uh, sports-wise around... Um the traps there. Uh, anything, Reno? Yeah, yeah. Well, just touching back on it, it, it is confirmed next year the Oceania Cup that is happening. Uh, also, prior to that, too, the return of the uh, NRL Nines uh, oh, okay. that's back in Australia as well. So mm. uh, there's a lot going on there. And talking of the Oceania Cup for next year, England are touring down. Uh, well, Great Britain, I should say, the Great Britain Lions this time will be touring down in the Southern Hemisphere. So that's brought it together. And just quickly on their 2021. Uh, Rugby League World Cup that's coming up. Uh, Tonga have been uh, named as the uh, top seeds for that tournament as well. So, mm. yeah, there is a lot going on there. Man, I can hear the old birds in the back of JT's play, place there. <laughs> <laughs> Those birds in the GC. Good old times. But, yeah, there is a lot going on for the uh, Rugby League. Uh, there's also the NRL that's been pushed through the school as well. Uh, a youth uh, or a secondary school competition to get underway. So, uh, yeah, a lot in the background. So, uh, yeah, it's happening, eh? Plenty happening. There is plenty happening. Um, now, I'm not sure if you've been keeping up, but uh, is it the Auckland Tuatara? They uh, went up against the Perth Heat in the, must be the Australian Baseball League, um, uh, where they lost. And, you know, they had their chances, from what I heard, the Auckland team. But, uh, yeah, they lost... I can't remember this. Was it three one or four one or something like that? Did, did you happen to catch that, Dara? No, no. But it, but it doesn't surprise me. I mean, you know, baseball has been played in New Zealand for a while, but not as not at the same scale and level as softball, which is why you know we've we've been the world champs in, in softball for so many uh, years now. But baseball is kind of like um, you know just a smidgen different. So a lot of our young up and coming players have had that sort of softball. Um, background and, and, you know, they're adapting to the game. I think they've been playing professional baseball in, in, in Aussie for, for quite a few years now. Uh, in fact, they've got quite a good little uh, competition set up over there, which is why, you know, the two Tuatara's uh, are going to be um, sort of act- actively involved in from uh, next season, maybe. But no, give us a bit of time. I think uh, we'll, we'll adapt to to baseball as, as, as we have softball and, um, you know, as we know, there's more money in their game, especially if you if you hit the the, the, the big times, uh, like over in the States or even Japan. 
Um, so no, it'll be a watch the space. It's still kind of just sort of um, just catching on here with a lot of our young players. But uh, yeah, that may well give them a, a future professional playing career. Um, the uh, Breakers, they had a loss last night, didn't they, uh, Reno? Um, they went yeah. up against Melbourne, and that game was played down in... Um, Invercargill. Invercargill. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great to go down there, take it down to the south and uh, give them the exposure. You know, when you think of our local competition back here in Aotearoa, some of those southern teams have been dominant. So uh, good to see them moving the game around. And especially at that level down there in Invercargill, uh, first time they cracked it into the 100 for a while, 101, and they went down uh, by seven goals, seven shots. Mm. So, uh, yeah, unfortunately lost to Melbourne. Um, well, they had it in the bag, the boys, but. It's basketball, goes up and down, and, yeah, the breakers can always bounce back. And I think for them, uh, overall, I think the big picture was uh, just getting it down the end of Chicago. Um, much been happening over there in the cricket over in Aussie there, JT? Yeah, so last week they lost uh, the, the three-match uh, series, one-day series against South Africa. They got Kane absolutely belted down in <clears throat> Tasmania. So tonight there's a one-off T20 game just down the road here at Carrara Stadium on the Gold Coast. So I might, uh, might see if the kids want to go and have a look at that later on tonight. We'll, uh, we'll put on our South African accent to pretend that we're from South Africa. Uh. <laughs> no, the Australian Golf Open at the Lakes Course in Sydney. Yes. There's a couple of Kiwis, the best mm. place to which is Gareth Patterson, uh, type of 17th. But big Matt Kutcher from the US is yeah. uh, seven under, a couple of shots behind a Korean and another Australian on eight under. And uh, tonight... The Socceroos take on South Korea in a friendly. And another big one in two weeks' time, Anthony Mundine versus Jeff Horn up mm. at Suncorp Stadium, the River the River City Rumble, they're calling it. Mundine and uh, Jeff Horn. Should okay. be a good one. I might go to that one, I think. Now, is the um, Australian Open, has that been played in Sydney? I heard... Am, am I yeah, correct the, there? At the Lakes course, yep. Yeah. Isn't it traditionally... Well, uh, uh, from what I've known... At least uh, they've tra- usually had it in Melbourne, haven't they? Or have they been able to move it around for quite some time now? Oh, the Open, they move it around. The, the, the next tournament is called the Huntingdale Masters, which is the Australian equivalent oh. of the uh, US Masters, right. where they play for a, um, a gold jacket as opposed to a green jacket. And then the following week, so two weeks from now, is the US, oh, sorry, the Australian PGA here at Royal Pines on the Gold Coast. So we've got tickets to go in a couple of days of that. Oh, nice. Good. That would be We'll good. go and heckle a couple of the players. <laughs> As you do. It'd be rude not yeah. to, eh? <laughs> Encourage them, I Encourage Yes. Yes. Yes, indeed. Uh, the Black Caps now, oh, they had a shocking, uh, they had a shocking first innings uh, against Pakistan, of course, over there. Only notching up 153 runs. Oh, I don't. I, I don't even want to have a look to see how well they're doing so far. So well, I guess we'll kind of leave them out for the rest of the day anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that pretty much brings us to the end of the show, people. Thanks once again for tuning in. However, before we do uh, dismiss ourselves, I dare say that we've got one of our traditional um, things that we tend to uh, tend to go out on. One of the things that, uh, well, certainly... Certainly I look forward to, um, that is for sure. It's a particular part of the show that we tend to call... Put the boot in! Now, my put the boot in is going out to a lady who, uh, up in Hamilton, who uh, went and played the pokies uh, for about an hour and 20 minutes whilst leaving 
a baby that she was a caregiver of in the car park in her car. And uh, one of the parking attendants actually decided that they had to break into the car to help help this baby. Now, not saying that, um, that it became dangerous for the baby. I mean, they still took the baby to the uh, hospital. But that is just absolutely ridiculous. Apparently, the lady also won 500 bucks. So, you know, I guess that's great for her. But it uh, just seems, seems like things are just getting a bit ridiculous when people are, you know, just doing rubbish stuff like that, leaving their child in the car. So there we go. That is my... Put the boot in! My Put the boot in is going out to the uh, faux pas of the month, uh, which was in a local publication, which... Uh, shall remain uh, unnamed, but I'm sure everybody knows which one it is, for the little mistake of naming one of uh, the comic world's most iconic uh, artist writers, Stanley as White Lee. And uh, look, an easy mistake to make. I think Lee is something like the fifth most commonest name in the world. So anybody can make that mistake, I suppose. And uh, if nothing else, uh, you know, it's been a bit of a, a, bit of a laugh, uh, not just here or locally, but... Apparently all around the world. And uh, look, I tell you, you know, you, you sort of take your head off to these uh, Spike Lee and also uh, Stan Lee. They've done uh, exceptionally well. And uh, it's just hope that certain people in the media sort of just get their, their sex right. That's my put the boot in. Put the boot in! Yeah, my put the boot in goes back to uh, last uh, Monday morning watching the Achilles beat and thrash the Ponds. Man, it was good to see. I tell you what, I enjoyed that game immensely. Actually, well worth waking up to on Monday morning. What I didn't like, though, was the uh, English commentary at the end of it all. All they keep going and worrying about and talking about is uh, the series. We won the series 2-0. That's all they acknowledge and talk. They didn't talk about the brilliance of the Kiwi players and how they played in England had nothing to offer at the uh, game. So, they just keep going on about winning the series, and that's all they talked about. So I put the boot in goes in to the uh, English commentary. Put the boot in! My put the boot in goes out to our national carrier, Air New Zealand, recently ranked number two amongst airlines around the world for their latest safety video. It's entitled It's Kiwi, which is a bit of a ditty to the tune of Run DMC's It's Tricky. Well, it's not tricky. It's actually quite cringeworthy. It's, it's, just, it's just too much going on. When communication is being uh, put across, it needs to be concise and understandable. And uh, dare I say it, older people like Reno and Ra won't be able to understand this stupid little ditty video thing. You know, you, you're, you're sitting on a flight, you want to be, you know, let's face it, they are the most boring parts of the flight when they talk and say, you know, the gas mask will fall down, there's a whistle and a horn, bloody hell, you can blow on, blah, blah, blah. But this latest one from here in New Zealand, it's to a bit of a rap tune. And I think yeah, probably 70% of the population would say it's crap. That's my... Put the boot in! Totally agree with you there, JT. I totally agree with you. I, I remember seeing a, a video on that that they uh, brought out, and, boy, it was really tricky to try and keep up with, you know, what they were saying. I mean, it just seems ridiculous, doesn't it? And I suppose, I don't know if you're going to be coming back home anytime soon on uh, in New Zealand, but I, I dare say you probably wouldn't want to listen to... Um, to that rap, would you? No, no, we haven't flown in New Zealand for a while, but uh, one of the things we did used to when we, when we have travelled home with them in the past is the fact that they say Kyoto and welcome aboard, you know, mm. so you're heading home, it's a taste of home, but this wannabe American rap rubbish, no disrespect to Run DMC, they are pretty cool, but 
this is just yeah, it's 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 cringeworthy. Yeah, very much so. Very much so. I completely agree. Now, Reno, I, I tell you what. Um, with with with, with, <laughs> with your one, um, oh, can you remind me what it was again? What well, you'll put the boot in was again, bro? Oh, it was um, someone. Oh, the like, English, oh, the English commentators. Strawberries at the needles now. Someone's calling uh, cocaine and bananas. No, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, the English commentary, bro. Rugby league, yeah, bloody humbug, poor fellas. Uh, I think we might have had this discussion about them on Wednesday, and. Yeah, I, I think you were spot on oh. about that, man. I think you were spot on about Actually, I that. I know one. I should have put. I know. I know what I should have did was mm-hmm. the uh, Japanese rugby players only getting paid twenty seven dollars. Yes, for the game, you know, and the uh, English getting paid forty seven thousand dollars. Is that per game or for the whole? That's just just for the uh, game that's been played uh, Sunday morning, oh, Japan right, versus right, England. Yeah. That's the difference in the pay they will be getting paid. That's unreal, eh? Oh, poor, oh. poor guys. Wouldn't want to play for Japan. Not pay-wise, but uh, maybe for pride. Go Japan. I'm going to go for Japan. What about you, Ra? Eh? Yeah, well, those Japanese like us, how we uh, record full-time, Keith, we do it for love. Yes. We don't do it for the money. We don't Indeed. do it for the fame. We don't do it for the accolades. <laughs> we do it because we have nothing else better to do, I suppose. But no, that, that, that is pretty kind of uh, yeah disappointing, especially the Japanese. I mean, they're one of the wealthiest, if not one of the wealthiest countries in the world. So you, you'd, you'd expect a uh, expect a lot better. But uh, you know, in terms of those commentators, oh man, I tell you, you st- still can't beat uh, Justin Marshall. He needs to go with the league. He needs to be a league commentator. He wouldn't close. I think. I'm sure JT is not like old uh, Justin Marshall, man. He's such a realist, I tell you. He'd, he'd, he'd be great for the case. We'll have Justin Marshall and Murray mixed in. Look at the form of his backside. Come on, Murray. We know what you're thinking, pal. Oh. Is he still alive? Is he still alive? What are you talking about? <laughs> He's still alive, but uh, I tell you, mm. yep. That I tell you, one of the things that was kind of ugly uh, over the week was, of course, the Gisborne Herald. Now that's the paper that uh, you were trying to allude to, wasn't it? Easy mistake, though, Keithy. I mean, easy hey, look, mistake. Yeah, look, look at us. Look at us as sports commentator professionals. Even we have made the odd faux pas in terms of getting you know a person's name wrong. But uh, sadly, that didn't go viral or international. But Look, I'll tell you, easy mistake to make, I suppose. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, sure. I'm going to give you a show that's live, but it isn't live, but you know what I mean. Oh, yeah. No, uh, well, I don't know what's going on at the Gisborne Herald, man. Th- th- they had a bad day. They had a bad week, actually, I think. Especially that day. Anyway. Gentlemen, that is, uh, you know, pretty much wrapping us up uh, today. Uh, great to have you on board once again, uh, Ra. Look forward to uh, catching up with you next time, eh, bro? Yeah, thanks, boys, and uh, we'll do it all again uh, in our midweek edition on Wednesday from Porky. Indeed we will. Uh, wonderful to be able to catch up with you too, Reno. Enjoy the rest of the weekend, bro. Yeah, will do, mate. Always a pleasure to talk with you guys on a Saturday, and we'll catch you on Wednesday off the Speedway tonight in Motocross nice. tomorrow. So everyone be safe. Have a good weekend. And uh, also, uh, have another great weekend there, uh, JT. Awesome to be able to catch up with you too uh, once again. Yeah, thanks, boys. It's good to be home. I'm on the week off at the moment, so I'm heading down to Broadbeach tomorrow to catch up with Bailey Mackey, have a couple of beers, nice. and uh, no doubt copious amounts of cuckoo will be smoked, mainly by him. <laughs>